all for joining us today. If you found this episode helpful, make sure to share it with a friend who you think would find value in it. Also, like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite streaming app of choice. New episodes drop every Friday. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Queen Bees Podcast for sneak peeks into next week's episode. We would also love to hear your experiences and learn from them. Email us at queenbeespodcast at gmail.com with topic suggestions and listener escapades. All the links will be in the show notes. Well, welcome back for a fresh new episode. I am Tina. I'm Lisa. And this is Queen Bees. And this week we are going to be talking about social media. It was a request from a listener. So let's just dive right in. What are your thoughts on social media, Lisa? So I feel that it's especially Facebook has become so universal to everyone that I know that there's a lot of people out there who still don't have it, but it's almost like if you don't have it, you need it to be incorporated in what's going on in the world. Like take events, for example, there are tons of people who aren't even sending out invites or talking to people anymore. They just do a Facebook invite or a post or whatever. And if you don't have it and you don't see it, like you're pretty much not invited. Okay. I think it has some benefits and some not so great benefits. Oh God. Yeah. But I'm, both of us were raised in a non-social media age. We didn't really get into social media until our mid to late teens. So we have somewhat of a different view on everything. I was actually very late to Facebook and all the social media. You were on it for much longer before I even got on it. I had a MySpace originally, and that wasn't until I was, I'm going to say 20. I might have been 19. Um, But then Facebook started becoming more and more popular and I didn't get one until after I had Hunter. And pretty much at that point, the whole reason I got it was so that I could share pictures with my friends because I had moved up here and everything. So this way I could still share pictures and stuff that was going on, what was going on with me. And it was, it was convenient. It wasn't, but it wasn't what it is now. You know what I mean? Like you had to log on to a computer to go access it. And it was something you went on once in a blue moon and you had to like actually upload your photos yeah like plug it like plug in your sd card from your camera not from your phone not plugging right or if you have a camera that could directly plug into the laptop that you had or whatever to upload them and you had to have like albums and name them like now it's just yeah but now you can just share right from your phone directly to whoever and whatever app and whatnot which to me is actually quite scary, especially since we both have children. So how do you feel about your kids being on social media? Are they on social media? And if they are, what ages are they? So currently, I would say my children are not on social media. Um, Once in a blue moon, I'll let my daughter use my Snapchat on my phone to snap my really good friend whose daughter and her are BFFs. Um, but they aren't allowed to have Snapchats on, Snapchat on their phones. They're not allowed to have 
Facebook itself. Um, I did learn about a, it's through Facebook, it's called a kid's messenger. So if I authorize them to have friends, they're allowed to connect with friends, but I have to approve it. Right. And I have to go on through their account and send the invites and things like that when they want to be friends with people and approve all of it. Um, so that is a little bit more secure. Um, but I guess if you want to consider that a social media app that they do have, but it is more of a secured. Do either one of them have TikTok? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I know some people are okay with it and other people aren't. Um, my husband is one of those people who is like, he's really against it because of the whole China spying on us issue um, that people were debating. So he doesn't want the kids to have TikTok at all. Okay. I have three kids. They are 10, 11, and 16. My 16-year-old has... Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok. She's got all of them. Um, the two younger ones have Facebook Messenger, not actual Facebook accounts. And then they do have TikTok, but I have it set under the parental controls. So only certain age groups can see it, which is something that TikTok does have. If you did not know that and your kids are asking, take a look into it. The other thing I have for them to kind of manage, micromanage. Yeah, I'm that micromanaging mom when it comes to social media. I use the Hour Packed app. It's $7.99 a month for the like regular, and if you do the $10.99 a month, which is the ultra premium, like the ultimate, um, if you do the ultimate, it will give you screenshots. You can see their text messages, their call history. I mean, everything and anything that they do on their phone with just the basic or it's called premium now because now they have the ultimate for the $8 a month. It gives me their location. I can turn their apps on and off. I can also turn their whole devices off. So on all their tablets and cell phones, they're supposed to be in bed at a certain time. Their uh, electronics will shut down. The only accessible things would be text messaging and calling, obviously, for emergency purposes. But their internet will not work. They can't get in any apps. So I have schedules all set up for their like bedtime when they wake up and their bus rides, can, so then it shuts down when they're at school. Not so much on the almost 17-year-old anymore. And the whole reason we started doing this is because the oldest took advantage of us letting her have Snapchat and started doing some things that she shouldn't have been doing and recording herself doing them. And thought that because she hit the my eyes only button, that no one else would see them. Even though we've had several discussions about once you post that on any internet source, it is there forever and ever and ever. Like you could be 45 and your kids can find it. And you were banging some dude in the back of a truck that someone recorded. 
don't be stupid. Right. Don't record stupid shit and don't post it on the internet. When it comes to the phones, my children have phones as well. So it's not <clears throat> social media per se, but just a precautionary thing. They're both, I have Verizon, so they're both on a kid's plan. So they can only contact the contacts that I allow them to. And same thing, I can shut off their phones when I need to. And uh, they can't use it during like evening hours. So I have like their school schedule kind of put in there. So it's like on school nights, it shuts off by nine and things like that. And on the weekends, they can have it up later and things like right. that. So um, that's another option, too, if you are looking at getting a phone for your kid. Yeah, there's lots of those kinds of hour packed type apps. Just Google it. If you don't if you don't like everything that's in our pack, there's other ones that you can pay $30 a month or $50 a month and it'll do even more stuff or you can have like up to 10 devices on the one that I do. And the only reason I went with it is because it was comparable to the 40 and $50 ones. So why would I spend 40 to $50 a month when I can only spend nine right um i personally love snapchat i am slightly addicted to it i find it very fun um i originally got into it because again i have several girlfriends that are not living in this area and it was something that we did to kind of keep up with each other um and each other's lives and things like that and then it just i don't know like one day we started a streak and now the streak is so long like i refuse to let like i can't i cannot fathom letting that streak go like it's insane and there's a couple people that i've started and like lost streaks with like a dozen times no joke but these girls um ever since we started our streak i have over a 600 day streak with both of them it's i think insane. we are finally at our like longest streak ever yeah and that's only because i've started taking my morning makeup selfies and then hitting everybody yeah. to keep up with the streaks. Because I'm not I'm not a huge Snapchat person. But you are. My daughter likes keeping up with the streaks. I think her and I are at like day 56. And you and I are at like day 47 or whatever. But that's a way for me to just snap you guys back. So that we can keep up the streaks. And I can be a good sister and a good mom. <laughs> Um, that would definitely be my poison if I had to say anything. I do do a lot on Facebook. I'm not into any of the other ones like Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. Um, mainly Facebook is huge for me because I am part of that fetch. Uh, I'm part of Fetch Foster and Rescue um, Saving Dogs. And that's the platform that we use for all of our correspondence. So I check it like 10 times a day. It probably makes me have a horrible habit, but it is what it is. Um, I would say those are my two big social medias, or social media platforms that I use. I don't purposely, or I don't really have a lot of like negative things to say about them. For me personally, I can absolutely see how people use them in negative ways, especially the Snapchat. Um, I know I've heard a lot of stories and things like that. Um, but I hear now there's newer apps that people are using to like send their nudes and shit like that. But I mean, I guess people can always find ways to use things in a way that they want to. 
Oh, absolutely. I'm not super huge on any of the social media, even though I have almost all the accounts. I don't have Twitter at all, never have, and I never will. I've got Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, but most of those are also for, obviously, our business here, the Queen Bee's podcast. And then I signed up for all the business pages for our farm page just to share our farming experience with everyone. And as far as like Facebook goes, I'm not really on there for personal use anymore. I've even told people like if you take me in something or you want me to see something, you're going to have to send me a personal message on Facebook Messenger or a text message if it's something that I really need to see because I'm rarely on there and mainly because over the last several years, I just find it disgusting. Everybody just bitches, whines, and complains like they feel that this is just the spot for them to go release all of their frustrations and annoyances, which I understand everybody needs to do at times. But Facebook can't be your dumping ground. Right. And that's what it seems like for me. Like, I even unfriended a bunch of people. I've told, you know, like, people, I don't care for this kind of shit. I have unfollowed several different pages. And it's still just, every time I go through my news feed, just to catch up on something, I wasn't even on it, my personal page, for like six months. So I finally checked it two weeks ago. And it's the same shit. Somebody's fucking crying about something and boo-hoo me. Put your big girl panties on and shut the fuck up and move on. Yeah. it's I find it disgusting. It's the same shit over and over again. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. See, and I didn't feel like mine was so much that. One thing that got me is especially when the... <clears throat> the presidential race was going on, all the political drama bullshit. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, you're somewhere in the middle, you don't give a flying fuck about the government, you live in a freaking cave in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, and you don't have a president. I don't care what your political views are. Keep it to yourself. Or if you want to post something and you want to be like, go Trump or go Biden or whatever, People don't have to bash every little thing. They get in these enormous fights over social media because if you wouldn't say it, if you were in a bar and somebody was saying how much they like Trump or how much they like Biden, if you wouldn't walk up to them and start a fight with them right there, why do it on social media? And that was going to be the next thing I was just going to ask you. Like, why do some of these people feel such an urge to argue with fucking strangers? Like, don't you have a life? Right. If you don't like something that you're seeing, fucking scroll past it. Right. You don't have to comment on every fucking thing that bothers you or you don't agree with. That's the beauty of Earth. There's a million different personalities, all different skin colors and tones. And that's what makes us all so special and unique and diverse. We're allowed to have different opinions. And that's what brings vibrance, color, life to things. And I can understand seeing something that irks you or bothers you or upsets you. But 
even still, it's not, it's just not worth it. Like I'm going to be a hundred percent honest here. I have seen multiple people that I know post pictures of their children in the bathtub. Now, whether you can see their butt or their, their lady bits or their boy bits is irrelevant. And I will say 99% of the time it's covered up in some way, shape or form. Or they'll put like a smiley face sticker over it, but it can be found it 40 can. years from now. Right. And I just think like, it's, I don't know, it's just me personally as a mother, I would never, ever, ever post a picture of my child like that. Or even like potty training pictures. And they're like, oh, ha ha ha. They're running around naked today. I'm like, okay, that's a really cute memory for you, for their photo album, for the grandparents. Probably shouldn't go on social media. But, but do I ever? Right, but opinions. do I ever post something and say, "What the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you posting naked pictures of your babies?" No, right? Because I we know by, to just if you want to post it and that's what you're into and that's what you care about and that's what you want to share, that's fine. I'm gonna scroll by. I don't want to look at it. It's none of my business. Now, if you are seeing something that should be reported. Absolutely fucking report that shit. If you saw a video on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere, fucking YouTube, where you think that it's, you know, child sex trafficking or someone videotaping someone being kidnapped or or anything that seems fucking off, of course report it. Of course say something. What we're talking about is... Don't be a fucking Karen. Exactly. Or a Susan, or a fucking Brittany, or a Kevin. <laughs> no offense to anyone that has that fucking name. <laughs> Don't be a Tina, all right? Do you think that people feel the need to post all these things on social media to feel validated or get attention? I think for some people, yes, absolutely. I was actually just hearing something on the radio the other day. And the, um, I don't remember what station it was, but the announcers were talking like, when you post something on social media and you don't get a lot of likes, do you take it down? And there was a lot of people calling in and it was a big debate that some people, if they didn't get a lot of likes, they'll actually remove it from Facebook. I've never done that in my life, but I don't post stuff for the likes, like I want to share what I have going on. If I make somebody laugh and joke around or I make somebody happy, great. But I would never post something and then remove it because I only got two likes and I was really hoping for 50 or 100 or... By any chance, did they take the ages of the people that they had calling in? Because I would like to see that poll as to the age groups of who's taking them down and because they're not getting enough likes. Because in my mind here, I'm thinking... Our kids are have only known a social media age. So it's different for them than it is for us where we don't really give a flying fuck. It seemed to me by the the people I heard talking, it was a very a variance of ages. It wasn't like young people were the ones who were taking them down because even the radio announcer herself said she would take them down. But she was a female versus the guy announcer where he was like, I would never do that. I don't that's care another enough. that's another good thing. I would like to see some polls on this. Well, maybe we'll some ages, it. some ages and sexes. I'm gonna do some more inform research, some information. Yeah, we'll have to do a quick little follow-up with what we find. Absolutely. 
How do you keep your children safe from predators on the internet? Just their phone app or do you actually go through or kind of like spy on them when they're on YouTube or anything like that? So I wouldn't say that I spy on them. I'd say one is their actual, um, the phone app or whatever. I guess mine is technically a plan. It's called the Just for Kids plan. So there's that. But then on their actual devices, I have them set up like they have a tap. Well, just my daughter has a tablet. Now my son's kind of grown out of that. Um, But on hers, I have it set up so that there are parental controls on it. Um, The only thing that she will go um, into that doesn't really have parental controls on it per se is Netflix. But if I go to her account, I can see everything she's been watching. We'll be right back after a brief message about our sponsor. Our merch is now available at teesprings.com queen BS. We also have listener support available on our Anchor webpage. If you are unable to purchase or donate anything, that's okay. You can still help out by liking, subscribing, and rating. Every little bit helps so we can keep creating new content every week. Our goal here is to get you three episodes a week. In order to do that, we need your help. Email us at queenbeespodcast at gmail.com with your own experiences and questions that we can share on future episodes. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is completely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need right at your fingertips and all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So... There's that. And then I also, every once in a while, I'll kind of check, like, if she's like, oh, this is going on or it's working really slow, I'll go and I'll check and I'll delete stuff off of her tablet for her. And I do check her browsing history on occasion. Um, I've never had any issues with her. She's always been really good. Um, But from a very young age, I told my children it's very, very important that you never, ever tell, like, one, we don't talk to strangers on the internet. If you want to play Fortnite with your friends, like, that's fine. But if you play like a autofill Fortnite, like he's not allowed to talk to those people. He's never allowed to tell them his real name. He's never allowed to tell them. I mean, you shouldn't be talking to him anyway, but I've just always kind of reiterated, like, don't ever tell them your real name. Don't ever tell them your real age. Um, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, we don't share pictures. We don't, you know, we don't, the do's and the don'ts kind of also. Right. And I've explained to them very thoroughly that just remember, they can be pretending to be someone else. And coincidentally, like, I'm going to say a couple months ago, my son actually told me that he was watching a YouTube video where a a very good Fortnite player actually used a voice box thing to make it sound like he was like a little girl or something, and then chose a, a female avatar. I mean, you could choose any, I mean, you could be a scarecrow, it's just right. neutral per se, but he had like a female avatar and 
um, had a little girl's voice and he literally played the game as if he was a girl, as if he was a little girl, even though he's an adult man who's a known Fortnite player. So he just went in, made a different account, all that. Like, it's literally no effort to be someone else. When you're hiding behind a computer screen. I mean, even your phone, you can download stuff to make your voice change. Right. So, I mean, it's just literally, I mean, it's so easy now. It was already horrible before, you know, when we were younger and it wasn't as crazy as it is now. But now it's literally like a touch of a button and you can... You can be anyone and do anything behind your screen, from your keyboard or your cell phone or your whatever. And no one would ever have any idea that you are who you actually are. Right. You know, doing the whole catfishing thing. And that was an exact example as he watched the YouTube video. And at the end, the guy was like, oh, just so that you know, you got catfished. I'm actually so-and-so. I'm a professional Fortnite player, da-da-da-da-da. And then here he thought he was playing with other kids and the other person had a voice changer thing too and was also like catfishing him in return. Oh my God, that was set up or not, who really ever knows. But the point is it could absolutely happen. Oh, absolutely. Which makes me think of when my husband was gaming because he streams his Fortnite games and he's on Twitch and he was doing autofill. And this little kid started playing with him. And he felt really uncomfortable because this little kid's like trying to have a conversation with him and talk to him. And he's like, I, I where are your parents? Do, do they know that you're playing? Do they know that you're talking to people? He's like, I, I felt really uncomfortable talking to a kid on the internet because I don't wanna be considered a predator and we've teach our kids not to talk to adults. So right. as the adult that's leading by example, do I talk back to a kid that starts talking to me? Right. I mean, well, like you said, you can pretend to be anyone behind a computer screen, which brings me to my next question. How do you personally deal with haters, people, that trolls that leave nasty comments have you had anyone leave nasty comments or try to start an argument with you on any social media platforms so yes i have um my facebook i don't accept friend requests from people i don't know so it's it's always people who i know who they are it might be friends of friends or you know for example i went to my girlfriend's wedding and i met several people at her wedding that were super cool and now i'm facebook friends with them um but it's still people that I've met in the real world. However, there have been a few times where I have joined groups. Specifically, I was invited to join a ladies motorcycle riding group. So it was on Facebook, but it was supposed to be like ladies who ride motorcycles. You don't have to ride a Harley, but the majority of them, I think it was actually like ladies of Harley or something, but then they said, you don't really have to ride a Harley. If you ride, you know, a cross track or a Honda, it's okay. Um, I did that for a while. And at first I loved it because the whole reason I wanted to be on there was to find other women to ride with well, a community. And I, I live so far out in middle of nowhere. I didn't even know if that would necessarily be possible, but pick other people's brains about amazing places that they've been to ride like the dragon's tail or, you know, riding across the Mackinac bridge or whatever it might be. And 
at first it was awesome that way because I would post about things I've done and people would ask me questions and I'd tell them like where we stayed and how we, you know, got good deals and places that we like, places that weren't so great. And then vice versa, like the Dragon's Tail, I really wanted to go there. So I was asking people questions about it. And at first it was great. But then it started to like take a turn where I noticed some people arguing and fighting on there. And I always stayed out of it. But then one time I posted a picture and it was kind of, it was actually one you had taken where I had dressed kind of like a pinup girl and I was sitting on Mike's bike at the time just for okay. like a really sexy, cute picture. And it was not, I was not naked. I was not in my underwear. I was just like in a cute outfit with my hair done up. And it was meant to be kind of a sexy picture. I had like big high heels on. And there were some people who were so wonderful and other people who were just like, it's women like you that bring down other women for riding and just really weird stuff like that. And I was just like, I put right on there. Like it was something my husband was looking at getting a pinup girl tattooed on his arm with a motorcycle. So we took a couple of fun photos to get some ideas on what he might get tattooed. And like, they really ruined it for me. And then I also posted a picture of my leg tattoo. Um, after like months and months and months after that, when I had gotten it done and it's, um, a sugar skull with a Harley Davidson and a Willie G skull and, um, some other things. And I thought people would think it was really neat. You know, this really nice thigh tattoo that's Harley Davidson themed. And there were some people who are really nasty. Like, why would you tattoo such trash on your body? It was just amazing, amazing to me, the horrible things that they said. They would be like, your tattoo is fucking jacked up. How can you walk around with that on your body? I mean, just just really, really the shitty. The most asinine bullshit that people can fucking say because they feel all high and mighty behind a fucking computer screen and wouldn't say it to your face. Right. If I was walking around in a bar or at a beach or wherever and I had shorts or a swimsuit on or something... I've never in my life ever had anyone come up and knock my tattoo. If anything, I get a lot of compliments on it. So then for that to have happened, it was like, well, this is fucking weird. So I actually did delete it because I was like, this is so awkward. But I had hundreds. I mean, I probably had more likes on that, that side tattoo picture than I've had on anything else that I had posted on there. Not that I was counting, but like I said, my actual Facebook only has my real friends and people who I know. So I never get something that has like a thousand likes or something. And this was one of those things that I, I mean, I'm lucky if I get like a hundred on something, right. you know, because I just don't have a ton of people on there. Um, but this is something that there's thousands of people on. So that that one, I remember I got over a thousand and I was like, oh my God. But then I started reading the comments and was like, oh my God. <laughs> But some some other women came to my defense and were like, what the F is wrong with you? Like, how dare you trash her that's permanently tattooed on her body? Like, wh whatever she likes is her thing. And she, it's beautiful. And leave her alone. And several women did come to my defense. So I will, I will say that. But to me, it's just not worth being on a site like that. So in that case, after that one, I just got off of it. Because I'm not going to let someone make me feel like shit. Because they don't like something that I like. Because I would never do that to them. So on the flip side now, have you had something similar happen? I haven't had anyone like personally come at me per se for like a photo or video that I've done. 
But I have had some people start arguments in things that I've posted. I remember, and this one I didn't post. I actually commented on an old high school friend's post. She was asking about essential oils because her skin, her son's preteen and get starting to get acne and things like that. And she was looking into using essential oils. So I made a comment on there because I have hormonal cystic acne, tried essential oils, had some experience from it, thought I could share my thoughts, opinions, and a little bit of advice, but I'm not a doctor. And I even said that in there, like, This is what I've tried. This is all the research that I've done. Here's a bunch of links for you to go read a whole bunch of stuff. Just be very careful of how you do this and how you apply essential oils to your skin because it can burn if you're not applying it right. And I actually suggested before she even go in this essential oils to start with a really good cleanser and exfoliant like Cetaphil, which is good for all skin types. And this other old high school friend, like, came in the comments, like, and commented on everybody's fucking comments, some nasty fucking shit. See, and that's where so it's then, like, now that's psycho. Yeah. So then another person said, why the fuck are you in here acting like a goddamn troll? And like, they, those two ended up getting into, like, this all-out fucking battle. And, like, my phone's just going off with these fucking notifications that so-and-so commented, so-and-so commented. Like, I had to turn the fucking notifications off. That shit's annoying. Get a fucking life, people. You have nothing better to do than comment back and comment back because you have to have the last word. Is it really worth your fucking time and energy to argue with people over the internet. And I mean, I haven't seen these people since fucking high school. So it's not like we're friends, friends, we're associates that somewhat keep up with each other, you know, things like that. I mean, if I were down in the area and they had, I said, Hey, is anybody in the, you know, our area where we grew up going out and doing anything and they commented on there. Of course I'd go meet them up for a drink or something like that, but it's not like we hang out on a regular basis. It's like I said, we're more associates. Another thing was I had posted a political meme that I thought was funny and only because I thought it was funny, not because I was supporting this or bashing that and again some of the people that I was supposedly friends with on Facebook start arguing with each other and my notifications are going off I I never did remove it I just turned the notifications off and I made one comment in there and said you people need to get a fucking life it was a goddamn joke if you didn't like it fucking scroll past it I'm very sarcastic. I've got a big potty mouth, as you can tell. I think a lot of shit's funny. I have a very dark sense of humor and a very disgusting sense of humor. And if you know who I am as a person, you also know that 
I have a heart of gold and I love everybody and treat them with the respect that they give me. So if you can't take a joke that I said or shared or one night we were acting silly and I said something that maybe you didn't agree with, then then okay, pull me aside and say, you know, when you said that, I, that doesn't really line up with, and maybe next time I'll be like, okay, I won't, I won't say those kinds of things when I'm hanging out with this person or do these kinds of things if it really bothers you that much. But, well, that's where it comes down to again, like if you wouldn't have said it to their face, don't type it on your device. Oh, absolutely. And I, anything that I do share on social media, I would say to your face because I'm one badass bitch and I don't care. And it is okay to take a step back and just remove yourself from that kind of shit. Like that was my response was to just remove myself from it. Let them have it out with each other. If that's what they want to do and waste your time and energy, you you go for it, girl. But I ain't going to waste my time and energy. I ain't going to waste my time and energy reading what you're writing back and forth to each other. Because I could care less. And don't be catty and dramatic and like delete people and then try to add them back when you're not mad at them anymore. Like like Tina was saying, just take a step back. Maybe don't check your Facebook for a little bit or even just unfollow the person for a little bit. And if you really decide like, yeah, I'm really not friends with that person and I don't want to see anything from them or have them to be able to see my stuff. Okay, fine. Delete them. But if you've gotten a little tiff with somebody and you're mad at them for the day or for the week or whatever, don't be that catty person that like goes to every freaking form of social media and removes them and unfriends them and blocks them. And then like three days later, you got to be that weirdo come crawling back, like sending a new yeah, friend Yeah, sending request. a new friend request because that, uh, that looks really fucking psycho. I also don't fuck around on any of my electronic devices when I'm out with people. And I said that wrong because we do take pictures together. If I do have it in my pocket, I do glance at it when I get a text message or if it starts ringing, look to see who's calling in case it is my kids and it's an emergency and I need to answer my phone. But when I go out with people and we're having face-to-face time, spending time together, I like to give my whole self and have fun and create memories that are going to be in my head even though when I'm 80 years old and fucking senile and can't remember to put my socks and underwear on and I'm shitting myself, I won't remember any of that crap. But I find it disrespectful and rude and maybe those are too harsh of words but say you go out to dinner with four different girlfriends and you're sitting at the dinner table and everybody's just looking at their phone or they're taking selfies I don't care for it personally at at the end of dinner if we want to take a bunch of selfies and then pictures of the group or a couple of drinks together pictures of the drinks or whatever, and then you want to post it to your social media sites, great, go for it. But if we're there to actually conversate, catch up, and hang out, I don't want to be sitting at a dinner table watching 
them play on their phones. That's not quality time to me. I make that rule when my husband and I go out to dinner together because I refuse to sit there like staring into space. Like we should be having a conversation. Wait, my husband and I, and I, I do the same thing. Play on them a little bit, like if we're waiting a really long time for food or something. But if it's somewhere like, for example, like a Mexican restaurant, nine times out of ten they bring your food out so fast. Like we can have a ten minute conversation. Like, hey, how was school today? How was your friend's house? Or, you know, we're gonna do this this weekend. Do you want to go sledding or snowboarding after or whatever, whatever? But no reason to be on phones twenty four seven. Right. So, what are your thoughts on social media? Drop us an email at queenbeespodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you have kids. If you do, are they on social media? Have you tried any apps? Do you do anything different? And our challenge for you this week is to take a short break from social media, even if it's, let's say, uh, let's say a full 24 hours, you don't go on any social media site. 12 hours. Okay, 12. We'll go with 12 because Lisa's going to have a hard time with the 24 and hours. And sleeping time does not count. Nope, it does not. So if you get up at 6 a.m., 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., no social media. Well, I have to do less than 24 hours or I'll lose my streaks. <laughs> okay, fine. 12. 12 hours. <laughs> no social media. Not not even a little bit of peeking. Test yourself. See if you can do it. I'm I'm actually I'm actually going to totally try to do this tomorrow morning from the time that I get up until uh well, we'll see. I put the kids on the bus, so we'll say probably more like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. We'll see if I can do it. All right, so I shouldn't be expecting a snap back until after 7 p.m. All right, let's see if I can do it. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, guys. Toodles.